Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. Safety is always an important issue for residents in Parksville, Qualicum Beach, and everywhere else. Here to chat about safety, in particular safety on our roads, is the program administrator with Oceanside Community Safety Volunteers. Welcome back, Mike Garland. Well, thank you very much, Philip. Always wonderful to be here. Can you remind us exactly what your group does and how often you're out in the community? You know what? The uh, the main focus of our group, our tagline is uh, public safety and crime prevention. And we try to do that through education. So for us being on roadside, reminding motorists, reminding pedestrians what they have to do to be safe is part of our focus. We try to get out uh, as often as we can. Our other programs run seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, but ours is mainly driven by weather. If we can go out and do our programming safely, we try to get out as often as we can, but again, sometimes we we are a wee bit limited by the weather. Recently, we ran a column and I listed off a handful of my own driving pet peeves and asked for reader response, which was overwhelming. Taking off your OCSV hat just for a minute, do you have any of your own driving pet peeves? Yours brought back everything that you captured there was a lot of the ones. And and my personal one has always been signal lights, folks that uh, um, they don't know where they're going. And unfortunately, they expect the rest of the motorists to know where they're going. That has always been a challenge. And the same thing with lights that aren't on all the time. You know what? That that creates so many issues for people that are exterior to the vehicle. Perhaps people don't realize inside, not having their taillights on in the fog or people that actually purposely disconnect their daytime running lights. They don't realize how dangerous it is for everybody else on the road. In general, what do you see as some of the biggest issues here on the island? I think some of the biggest issues that we see is uh, inattentiveness, and it goes back again to to distracted driving. Now, when I talk about inattentiveness, that, that also includes perhaps going faster than the posted speed limit. So we do a lot of roadside with speed watch, and again, it's to remind motorists that even though they can beat the Provincial Motor Vehicle Act, they can't beat the laws of physics. And the laws of physics are the reason why we're out there promoting the safety part of it. People don't realize that with a vehicle such as that they are driving, that a lot of time that, yes, you can certainly drive safely past the posted speed limit, but the reason why the limit's there is your ability to physically stop your vehicle. So we always jokingly say it's it's not how fast you're going, how fast can you stop? (laughs) Which is why, for instance, school zones have a 30-kilometer zone. It's not that you can't drive 70 through the zone. It's because will you be able to brake safely? if somebody should come into the into the pathway of your vehicle, be it a person, another vehicle. So again, it's a matter of just putting things into focus. What is important? So education is what we're doing, and distraction is the biggest one. Along those lines, and getting back to OCSV, you recently had volunteers out at a variety of checkpoints in PQB on March 17th. Can you detail how that came together and what some of the results you found were? We ended up partnering up with the Oceanside RCMP, ICBC Road Safety Group, and we managed to do an area all throughout the Parksville, Qualicum Beach area. So we went and had setups in Nanus, Parksville, Qualicum Beach, Arrington, 
Coombs. And the last one we did was out at Dashwood. We got a good, I want to say, spread of getting the message out. So the purpose of this particular campaign was to create awareness for distracted driving, not to be a distracting ourselves, obviously, but again, to get that message across to folks that, you know, focus on the road in front of you. The results are typical. For the most part, we're not in enforcement. We're hoping for education. We do see a lot of folks that, that will put their phone down or suddenly they'll, they'll be conscious of where they're driving by seeing our roadside signs. So all of the locations that we were at, we did see folks that were driving with their cell phone up to their ear. And you know what? People don't realize that it's the actual talking on the phone that's sometimes the biggest distraction than physically holding the device, which is why drivers in B.C. with L or N's are not allowed to use even hands-free devices when they're driving. So distraction, focusing at the task at hand, uh, that's the big one. The results we got, it's usually a very small percentage, but that's because we're trying to warn people. We're, we're the guys trying to tell you this is how you should stay safe. Now, you listed from the results some cell phone violations, but there were also, it said just the category was other distractions. Can you detail what some of the other distractions might have been? This is some of the things that you actually had brought up in your good article. Pets on your lap is one that is really a big distraction. And for those that love our, our fur buddies, um, you got to realize that when you're having a pet on your laps, specifically if you're the driver of the vehicle, in an instance of a crash, the airbag comes out at a much faster speed than any collision that you're going to experience and moves back. Any object sitting on your lap is not going to survive. And sadly as well is that you could be permanently injured as well or unfortunately fatally. If, for instance, that a pet should become between you and an airbag that should go off. So pets being in the front seat, people that are have both hands, you know, a, a coffee cup and a burger in a hand, those are some of the things that we look upon as being distracted because they're not focusing on the road. That's the bottom line. You also listed a series of positive interactions. Can you detail those? And when I first started almost a decade ago, people were always more worried about, you know, if they got a finger or somebody was uh, was really... You know, upset with them. But we try to really frame our activities as a positive interaction. We are there to educate. We're there to help the motorist. We're not there to give you a ticket. We're not there to penalize you. We're not scouting for the RCMP to find out, uh, you know, who should be getting a ticket. We're there just to help you be safer. So the positive interactions, we get a lot of thumbs up, a lot of waves. We have folks that actually will come over and stand next to us and say, hey, so what are you doing? We explain to them what our purpose is. Those are the positive interactions. And when we do our back-to-school campaign, I tell you what, I'm always a gush when I, when I look at my reports coming from the Arrowview Elementary School and on Bennett Road, and we find that there was 85 people that give us the thumbs up and the thank you for being out at the roadside. That's what being a volunteer is all about. Do you plan to continue to do more of these as COVID restrictions lift and maybe a little more people are out and about? One of the things that we can do, because we are out in the in the community the way we are, we can basically do a lot of better uh, social distancing. So, for instance, when we are doing a roadside four, to your example of the cell watch, distracted driving blitz that we just did, we are always at least 10 meters back from the road, from the equipment. We can keep space because we always do things in pairs. One of the pairs in our groups will go and grab the equipment. So we, again, try to minimize the amount of interaction. When we get to sites, the person will set up. The other person works as their partner. They may do the statistics. So the interaction is always spaced out. So 
with the lifting of uh, restrictions, you will see us out more often. We are going to be out there basically dependent upon the weather, what I started with at the very beginning. But uh, if the weather cooperates, you will see a lot more of us out there. And again, for folks that may have concerns, by all means, contact the uh, Oceanside RCMP, contact the municipality if you would like us to come out, basically get some information as to what is happening in your community. And ours is very empirical. We will provide, you know, a total number of cars. We provide the number of vehicles that are distracted or vehicles that are, are speeding. We take the emotion out of it. We just give you the facts. Is it time to upgrade to a vehicle that's right for your needs today? Get all the options you need at todaysdrive.com. Brought to you by Black Press Media. We'll get you into the perfect vehicle without the struggle of hours spent trying to find what's right for you. We're here to help make your search quick and easy, connecting you with a huge inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Powered by Black Press Media. Visit todaysdrive.com. Are you still producing traffic reports on a regular basis, pulling up info for such things as speeding, driving without insurance? And if so, have any of those turned up any interesting data? Well, uh, Philip, one of the things that has happened, that information is the domain of the Oceanside RCMP. Uh, We have a very good relationship, as you can tell from our property crime reports. They do allow us once in a while to have access to that information, but generally it's not something that we get access to on a regular basis. One thing that we do get access to is the ICBC website, where it shows the crash locations. That highlights throughout the Parksville-Qualicum area what areas are, are more stringent. And I'm very happy to say that our highest crash site has uh, seen a large reduction, which is at Highway uh, 19 and 4A in Parksville, where uh, that was always a problem point. But with the installation of, uh, of traffic control devices, that has now dropped off our map as being a high crash site. So for us, based upon what the RCMP will allow us to see sometimes, we can gauge it. But for the most part, we rely upon ICBC to give us a lot of the information as I want to call the hotspots that uh, require education. One of the most interesting set of responses we always get is for roundabouts. Have you ever monitored roundabout traffic? I think the uh, the thing with roundabouts being a relatively new thing, they've been around for over a century. It's a matter of getting people used to it. And I think it goes back to one of the things that you were talking about, things that I think about as a volunteer on, on roadside. I'm a big believer that when we get our driver's license every few years when they are renewed, I'm, I'm a big believer that we should be made to write a road test and every second time get a driver's test. And the reason I'm, I'm saying this is that the Motor Vehicle Act is different in every province in Canada. How you would relate to a roundabout or a traffic circle does differentiate between the different provinces. And I think it would be kind of good. So when I got my driver's license, oh, I guess I'll have to say this, back in the 70s, I got my driver's license in Nova Scotia. And the road system is a little bit different than it is on the West Coast. I think it would really be prudent for us to bring in this type of, I'm going to call it gauge, because, quote unquote, we all can drive, but do we all know the rules of the road? And I think... That's one of the things that for us and why we're roadside is to educate people because unfortunately things such as roundabouts, people seem to think that these are a new thing, but they're not. And they've been around for a while. And a lot of it is just a matter of because you're in a moving vehicle is the shock of, oh, I'm not used to seeing this. Uh, When I lived in Edmonton, I used to go through uh, four traffic circles and not roundabouts, but traffic circles (laughs) on Grote Road. Now that was an adventure. 
Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Mike, what do you see as the single biggest safety issue on the roads? Driver distraction, and it goes everything from watching your speedometer to watching those around you. I think that would be my number one thing. If we could get folks to to really concentrate on the road, I think it would be a lot safer for everyone. Since we're dealing with driving today, let's veer off track a little. Do you remember your first car? Oh, you know what? This was kind of embarrassing. I guess this gives a, a true indication of my personality. My first car was a 1977 Ford Granada. Now, if that doesn't say conservative and safety, um, I guess the only thing I could have gotten was a Volvo, I guess. But uh, no, a 1977 Ford Granada, Gia. And uh, actually, one of the ones I had growing up was probably one of my favorite cars. So uh, my, my parents had a, uh, a 1974 Plymouth Sabring, two-door, fire engine red. God, I love that car. Even if it wasn't moving, it looked like it was going somewhere. <laughs> now, to paint a picture for the listeners, what color was the Granada? It was a pale blue. It would be in the parking lot, and unless everybody left, uh, you would never find it. It would just blend in with everybody. And so what would be your dream ride? I like more traditional, and I've always been a big fan of Jaguars. I know they've got a bad reputation for electrical, but, man, they've got some beautiful bodies on on some of those vehicles. But uh, I think I'd look pretty good behind the wheel. Are you still looking for board members and volunteers? We're always looking for uh, for volunteers. We're very pleased to announce that we've got all of our board positions filled, but we are always looking for residents. So this Oceanside Community Safety, the volunteers, there only we are as residents. We're Parksville-Qualicum Beach residents who want to make a difference. So if you want to make a difference on your street, why not think about joining us? Because there's no special superpower that we have other than that we care about our community. So if we have listeners out there that that really want to make a difference in the community, take a look at our website, OceansideCSV.org. And if you have any questions, by all means, give us a call at 250-951-5609. And operators are standing by. (laughs) Mike, always great to talk to you. Thanks again for joining us. You're most welcome, Philip. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today.